Thanks for tuning in to the Vertical Plus podcast. We always open the show with a discussion about this past Sunday's message. If you didn't catch it, you can go back an episode and listen to the audio version. Thanks again for listening. Starting podcast now. He ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so you just ran a marathon. Yep. You yep. came in third. How do you feel? Uh, a little disappointed because there was only two people. Um, well, we don't have to tell them that. <laughs> two people and you came in third? How does that work? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny, huh? <laughs> hey, so Rush was back. Yeah. Hey, Rush was back. No longer a guest. Now you're just your recurring character. All I have to say is good luck following Michael Trailer. That's true. Yeah, I'm actually really really nervous about this. Well, okay, so we had two mics in a row. Well, Mike and Michael, and both of the guests the last two weeks have been solid. Yeah, I think it's because they take it way more seriously than we do. Yeah, (laughs) they're they're like nervous about being on here. Yeah, they came in very prepared. They had notebooks, and I'm like, oh, maybe we should. try Michael did all four recommends. And they were really And one good. of his recommends we'll like the whole world listened to. That's true because <laughs> yeah. we are changing That's, the flag. He, he came and talked to me uh, at our uh, thing the other night, our movie night outside. And he was like, hey, man, they listened to us. We're good. <laughs> we need That's to a, check the numbers. That sounds just like him. So. Either we have a huge listener base or it's small, but they're very important. It's very very niche. important yeah. people. That's, that's <laughs> how it rolls. Important. Yeah. Anyway, something uh, vertical plus. Uh Ben, you taught. <laughs> yeah. Were we to the three-minute mark? Oh, no. We have a minute and a half. Sorry. Okay, that was yeah, my fault. Because people are skipping to three minutes now, so we need to... Oh, yeah. Are they really? Yeah, we can't start our content. Wait, did someone yeah. tell you that? No. Oh, people totally. don't want to hear us talk? Man, totally that was going to really up. upset That's me. That's sad. I will oh, say that we were pretty stressed before the mics came on because we're all discussing our percentage of recommends, and this feels like it's become the most important part of this particular podcast, and if you don't show up... You'll get laughed off the stage. Yeah, I'm I'm weighing yeah. the options between is I think early I was like, I'm just gonna do four and they don't have to be great. It, but I've hit four and now I'm like, if I get one good one, I'm probably fine. <laughs> it's know? interesting the dilemma it puts you in. It is. And I think we should probably put a rule in place. Uh Janice actually called me and said enough with the Robert Green. So Oh, good. Yeah. Well, Janice is a hack. So <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's my aunt. That's yeah. my Mother-in-law. Yeah. Oh, wait, mother-in-law. Does Janice listen? No way. I believe she does, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I love you, Janice. Does. Thanks, Janice. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, this whole podcast. Thanks, Janice. Hey, maybe, okay, because there has been an overwhelming, meaning to, amount of people that have come to me lately and started reading Robert Greene. Maybe Janice is the third. Look, she's a reader, an avid reader. Let's go. And if she read it, she would have some opinions. I would love Maybe that. we should task her with reading. Five, four, one of his, uh, three, two, <laughs> One teaching three this minutes. Teaching this. Okay. <laughs> so Ben taught. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. If you're just now joining us, yeah, I, I uh, said some things this past weekend. Yeah. So some uh, controversial things. Never. Really? Yeah. No. I'm not a controversial <laughs> guy. I was like, did I listen to that? <laughs> Do we need to replay the mower incident? Uh, no, no. But I think we should. <laughs> we oh, that was the last time I you was were here on. for this. Yeah. Yeah. You were there for that. Uh, there was a, a suspicious absence of chest hair 
in the teaching this mm, weekend. That's true. So I don't yeah. know. I'm feeling like I need to make that part of my strategy. Well, you know, that seems like Phil's thing. I yeah. think we could leave it with Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this week was kind of just setting up next week, right? Like we're we're actually back, which is crazy to think about this Sunday. We'll be back in the Shady's building. Shady's back. Yeah, this is a place where I admit, though, and I will admit it proudly, I wasn't being passive aggressive, but that is kind of like been aggressive in that I've been trapped in a conversation for 14 weeks about the date that we come back, when are we coming back, when are we having church again, and it feels very anti-Jesus follower to not really be concerned about your internal posture at all, just mm-hmm. to rush back into a church so that you feel better being back. And yeah. I'm not trying to knock people who want to be in a worship service. My gosh, I want to be in, in one as bad as anybody. Uh, I just didn't want us to make the mistake of, oh, and we're back. And people haven't had an awareness of what's going on internally. Yeah. Because what happens after that is you become very disappointed in the experience that you have because you focused on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something we've been talking a lot about, both in staff meetings and teaching meetings. It's like, how do we make sure that we're not leaving behind the lessons that we should have been gathering in this three or four months of just hell we've been going through. Um, but it's kind of made me think too, like along with your talk Sunday, what are some things that we often focus on that may be good for us, but they're not the best for us. We miss out on other things. You know, like I've been, I've been kind of looking at my life, like, am I focused too much on this because I believe it's a good thing, but it's not the best thing for me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, being in the building is going to be great, but if we leave behind those things that we should have been learning, then really we didn't make the best of it. So where else in my life am I doing that? I don't know. All I have to say, I've been thinking a lot about that since your talk, so it must have been good because it made me think. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that encouragement. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> as is always the case, you've very much overcomplicated the matter, and then I feel like I have to follow suit. But yeah, I agree with you. Part of what I'm I'm thinking is, we are very susceptible right now to chasing a feeling and we'll come back into the the building and be like, Oh, what a great feeling. It just felt so good to be there. And for me, that's kind of dangerous territory. I mean, I love to pay attention to my feelings and I am a high feeler, but sometimes God's teaching you things that just don't feel that great, you know? And I think that's one of the, speaking of the lessons I said at the end, you know, don't forget what you've learned about God or yourself. Right. Uh, I was not aware uh, let me say it differently. I think I had lied to myself for a long time in saying that I really love difficult lessons. You know, that's where God really does some good work. And then mm-hmm. we got thrown into a pandemic and I'm like, is our church going to stay open? Are we going to be able to meet bills? Is our staff going to reduce? Will people ever come back? Yeah. You know, I got into that uh, stage of life where I realized I am just like everyone else and that I hate difficult things if they're the right difficult things. And have all kinds of coping mechanisms that I've gone to, like being in my garage all the time, building stuff. And it just, it's interesting the things that show up. And my concern is that we'll just kind of close the book on it or we'll get so focused on the re-shutdown or whatever it is that we miss whatever God's trying to do for us in the right now. Is that your tendency? Like, would y'all say that that's y'all's tendency? I, I think that that's kind of a general... I don't know. That's something that we as a staff at Vertical, I think, do really well. It's like put your head down and do what you have to do. But I also found myself in the pandemic, like I would rather figure out how to run a half marathon on a Tuesday 
than actually have to journal about what I'm thinking about right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I, I think, mean? I Is think that where you found yourself, yeah, We were actually talking about this in my small group last night, just like Ben challenged us to remember some of the things that we've learned during this time. Um, and one of the things was like, even when you have all the empty time, we've talked about this in st- around the staff table, but like even with the busyness going away, it's still hard to connect with God if you don't like make that point. And I even challenged them. I was like, why are you so excited to get back into the building? Is it so that other people can watch you check off that box? Mm. Or is it because you truly are like trying to grow closer? Cause in this time, Man, you do can people come back to your group after you say things like that. Oh yeah. You know, they're used to it. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it's that's like, you mild. know, are you, <laughs> are you like actually taking the time to worship during like a digital service? I know it sucks. We hate it just as much as anybody, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you actually taking the time to like worship and listen and study for yourself? Or are you just clicking on the YouTube link, watching it and then going on about your day? Cause I've been guilty of that. I'm Absolutely. so tired of it. I've walked off. Yeah. Of me teaching me. Oh, I just I just turn oh, yeah. on the volume all the way and I'll like go do laundry or do whatever yeah. else because I mean well, it's so easy. Well, sorry, yes, man. Sorry, being Chase. honest. I mean it's all great, Chase. It's really I wish great. I could see Chase's face. <laughs> he just his shoulders have been sinking lower and lower and lower. I mean it's great, I'll, and we're I'll gonna keep the digital content up, and you're doing the nice <laughs> job. I'm just ready to get back, not because I feel like well, this is going to definitely grow my relationship with Jesus, but it's going to grow my relationship with the community that we've missed so much. But I don't want to go back into it and forget how essential it is to like still make that time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's wise. I don't know. It's something we should be thinking about. What did you take away from it, Chase? I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all watched it. That wasn't the issue. <laughs> I will say this, it's been a lot easier to determine the things I've learned just accountability wise here to determine the things I've learned about myself. It's been a little bit more difficult to determine the things I've learned about God. Um, I think that's because I've just been very me focused during, during this thing. Cause it's, it's felt like a lot of work to try to manage myself. Um, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm not giving God time or paying attention. It's just kind of like, so it's just so much harder for me to figure out what has God up to right now. And uh, maybe I shouldn't be admitting that confusion as a pastor, but it feels like you're kind of shadow boxing and it's not that God is hiding himself, but everything is just so much more difficult to to figure out. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And we could totally go on this tangent for a while, uh, which we probably don't need to. But I, I don't think that there are winners and losers when it comes to the way that churches have handled coronavirus necessarily. But there were definitely pastors on platforms much bigger than ours saying, like, this is God and this is what he's doing. And and maybe I'm the only one, but I saw that and I'm just like, wow, that is not where I want to spend my time. You mm-hmm. know, I don't I don't know that that's our spot. Maybe we are supposed to be figuring out what we're doing. And I don't know. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, that that kind of false confidence, that spiritual hubris. I'm like, I'm immediately suspicious of it because I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm, I follow Jesus just like you, pal. And I yeah. don't. I'm not, I'm not hearing that, you know? So I don't know. Maybe it is a deficiency of mine, but it's good to point out, this is kind of the way of our church, right? To embrace the struggle, to admit the difficulties. And we have weathered the pandemic by being very open about where we are and calling things out where we feel like we need to, but also admitting, man, I don't know. I mean, I know God has, has been the provider for vertical church. I mean, we are, we have a hundred percent of the staff we started this pandemic with, Um, we are meeting budget, which is, I don't even know how to explain that, that people aren't coming in the building, but they're continuing to give. And a lot of people have increased their giving. 
the only way that you can explain that is through God. But I don't know that I'll fully know what God was up to until much later. Yeah. If ever, if ever. I mean, honestly, I just, I'm taking what I feel like he's building into our community and trying to address that as directly as possible. And, and you actually brought up, Austin, the fact that we shouldn't forget what we've learned. Yeah. Uh, that was in a teaching meeting, and that, that phrase really really stuck with me, which led me to that uh, Exodus passage, which is kind of odd, a little off the beaten path. Yeah. And um, I, I realized, man, I was started talking about sex here, and I've got my, my nine-year-old sitting in the living room. That was a little bit unintentional, but... Um, <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you learn things, you know, after you make the mistake. But um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't know. Just these, if also felt very vertical to take this Old Testament passage and learn from that, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I, I felt pretty good about it, and it has stuck with me too. I'm trying to figure out wrapping this up for me. I'm trying to figure out how to plan Thursday, Friday, Saturday to be different days leading into Sunday instead of just anxious about who's going to wear the mask. Are they going to put the coasters out? What's going to be going on outside? You know, just to let God handle that stuff. Yeah. So what are you guys most looking forward to in the coming week? Like we talked about lessons that we need to be taking away from coronavirus, but I've just been like counting that like every morning I get up and I'm like three days. <laughs> or what, what, You're two totally days? like the live wire right now with yeah. getting back to church, getting back to Amplify. I, I can't wait. Like I want to hear your answer to that question first. What am I most looking forward to? Yes. Honestly, Amplify. Um, I'm excited to be back in the building on Sunday, but summer is such a cool time for Amplify just because we're not necessarily going through series. We're doing a lot more of this, like we're just spending time together. And I've been with kids. Like, I can't lie and say I haven't been with kids. Appropriately, social distancing. Yeah, I mean, we're... You know, twenty feet apart, but of yeah, course, what, yeah. yeah. You just but, drive by and throw the Chick Fil A bag out on their driveway. That's, that's true, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm ready to get back to the normal because I think what a lot of people I don't know if a lot of people understand this about our jobs. Like we do what we do because we feel a certain amount of fulfillment in helping people. Like that's that's why we do what we do. You know, and so when there isn't a lot of that interaction and you're only you're only helping people through a screen, that's just I'm glad that we get to do that and I'm glad that we have that platform, but it just isn't for me. I don't, I, I don't feel fulfilled through that. You know, I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm actually supposed to, or if we can say called to do. And so being able to be one-on-one -on -one and being able to have students here and empower volunteers to do the same thing. I'm just, I, I can't wait. I'm super excited for that. I think that feeling is mirrored by the people that are a part of this community. Like they, they appreciate the fact that we've been able to stay connected somewhat you know yeah. but they also feel the deficiency of there's a screen between us and uh, i've really over time kind of softened the idea uh that people need to be with people because i'm that way i mean i know Reshma, i know you're that way as well it's like yeah. we've been trying to help people through text message and phone calls and zooms and it just you, seems impossible yeah, yeah. You, you end it and you're like what what a waste of time well and there's a difference i, I had a hard time early with why that question you just asked, like, why do you feel like you have to be in the building to do this? There's a difference in needing to get your Jesus point singing in the auditorium than, hey, I need community because we all agree on that. I mean, yeah. that's why we do like that's why we're here. It's like the backbone. Yeah, it's, it's it, honestly, it's why I chose to work here. You know, like, wow, they really get community there. You yeah. Know? And, and like you said, the text message, you know, I'm sure it goes a long way, like in this time, because we can't see people, but I can't wait even for like a Sunday morning, five minute conversation. And like you talked about it on Sunday about 
you know, just talking about what you've learned and like all the things that you've been through during this time. I can't yeah. wait to hear from like the guest services team and then just all the people that walk through the doors, different things that they've heard. And then like you, I've already been meeting with students and a lot of my small groups, but just like amplifying that. Oh my gosh. You love how you use that, that word. Amplifying good. That's a good that. word. Very professionally <laughs> thank done. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Rushmore, are you going to cry Sunday? It's possible. I'm crying Sunday. All right. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I'm looking at the uh, uh, planning center, the lineup and stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna walk oh, out. Oh, for worship, just, yeah, yeah. No I'm told. What am oh, I? Oh, for do? sure. Yeah. Don't don't look in the yeah. auditorium. Lights <laughs> down. Sneak peek. Our maybe is back. I don't I don't know what it is. This is like knowledge insider knowledge. Ben originally was like, I think we should both be on stage at some point. I'm like, no, it's all you, dude. You're lead pastor. <laughs> I'm, you not got try, it. I'm not trying to weep on stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, the original plan was to have me up there, you up there, and then Cleek up there at different points. You know, because we've communicated through the quarantine. And you're like, you started doing one of those shake your heads before I even got finished. <laughs> I don't like, want well, to. <laughs> I guess that's not going to, not going to fly, yeah. but, uh, so <laughs> it is going to be a great service. Maybe we should describe that if people are kind of like on the fence about, you know, what it's going to be like or trying to make plans. We are definitely going to spend some time worshiping together. We're definitely going to be doing, I'm going to be doing some teaching. I'm going to come out of a, uh, a story with King David, who has long fascinated me. Uh, just because of all of his mistakes, quite honestly, we're going to pull from there. Then we're going to get to a point where we're talking about the the characteristics of God, I think, that have been so on display through quarantine and that we don't want to forget. Uh, that'll be kind of a second segment, but it feels like we have taken the time to plan a very comprehensive experience so that people can have what they've been missing so much. Um, I think the tendency for a communicator, and I'm even doing it now, is to just fill the space with all kinds of words and like, oh, now that you're back, like I want to say all this stuff that I just couldn't say on, on camera. And uh, I think that would be a mistake. I think people want to hear from the Bible. They want to get that feeling like, okay, yeah, I'm sitting in the room. I'm learning some things. But that corporate experience of coming together as a community, being able to be in those worship moments that are that are able to breathe songs are just so good at that you yeah. know the, the dynamics and the songs especially these days are extremely intentional uh not manipulative intentional so groats put together a great great set um different different songs that i think people can attach to so i don't know i'm i'm very excited about it. we didn't throw anything like communion in there <laughs> that'll be like oh my gosh this is gonna take forever and yeah. covid thing you know um, but we also were very intentional about when you get back into the building, you're not going to have all these barriers that make you wish you had just stayed at home anyway. Yeah. Um, you can select what you want to participate in to make yourself feel safe and comfortable. You can pass uh, the one cup we're all drinking out of. Yeah, that's right. Oh uh, <laughs> not happening. Not going to have self-serve uh, coffee. Um, it's going to be served for you. But everything is like uh, what we've been saying is just a low barrier to entry. You can walk in and determine what it is for you to feel comfortable. And um, the people who feel like they need to take extra measures like that mask or not having people sit next to them, we've made that process very easy. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully people will feel very fulfilled and not like, man, that was a lot of hoops. Like I had to get my temperature taken on the sidewalk. I had to wear a mask. I had to wear a bracelet. All the chairs were six feet apart. We've taken some steps, obviously, to be safe. And to be professional about what we do, but it won't make people uh, nervy, you know. Yeah. I think the thing that I'm most looking forward to, to, an to continue answering my own question or your question, is being side stage and hearing people sing. 
Yeah. And hearing the band sing and seeing that just look of release and freedom of that, all that's just been pent up for all these weeks. Yeah. People can actually be in that experience. I think it's going to take them by surprise. Hey, Austin. Hi, Chase. Ask us anything, please. I will. Rushman, do you have any words before I ask us anything? Or no, any? I think I'm good right okay, now. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so we have a few uh, a few questions today. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes because I think it will really show a lot about each of our personalities. First question that we got today sent by someone who is also as um, anxious as I am in day-to-day life. What is something that causes you anxiety that other people do not seem to worry about? So he and I actually had a conversation about this, and it could be big, like oncoming pandemic or it could be very very small i know where mine is but um i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys think about it first okay can i because i'm a six and i've just got a a suitcase full of these things what does that mean uh you need to go back and watch our series a series called you okay and uh i live in the future not the past yeah um is it that word is pretty big. So what what does it mean, anxiety? Like, like I, I literally can't live life it right now. It could be anything from this does not let me function. Okay. To, I, do you want to do mine? Like, would that help I you? think it would be helpful or else this will be a three-hour podcast. This definitely, just this definitely falls within the, uh, the my wife cleaning the couch thing that you brought up last week. Okay. <laughs> for for me, <laughs> she doesn't mow. She does clean the couch. Oh, oh, cool, cool. Oh. For me, like anxiety is just like this like nervousness in the back of my head that's not letting me like think things all the way through. Like I'm just kind of going through motions or whatever. And so I have like a certain rhythm in the morning that I have like we were just talking about this before we turn on the mics. Like, yes. I have to do this and this and this because it's just what I do. And if I don't, the rest of my day is going to be super weird, you know? And so most people don't have that. Like when I ask people about their morning routines, they're just like, ah, I get up and go to work and it's what I do. And I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I didn't worry about that. But it's just so yours is your morning routine. It's very small, but okay. it is. That is what it is. And it, so you feel like the rest of the day you just have a rock in your shoe, basically. Yeah. It's, and, you, and you speed up. Yes. Okay. Until I hit that melatonin and go to sleep. <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> really? That's you think what? I'm kidding? I'm sorry I'm laughing at your anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, Gummies? Maybe, always. <laughs> Gummies. I'll go. Go ahead. Uh, coincidentally, uh, mine's rocks in my shoe. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, my, we should explain that for the listeners and that you've been making fun of me all day for my colloquialisms. Oh, yeah. Don't drink when you're on a podcast <laughs> or say words that are hard. Uh, I just said a hard word. <laughs> Colloquialism. There you go. Hey. I'd never be able to hey. say that. No, it's no, no sane person tries that word. Uh, anyway, and he'll do it from stage. I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, mine is. Very personality based, kind of like yeah. I, I guess it all is. It really, yeah. uh, mine is. So I'm a I'm a rule follower inherently. The caveat is that it has to be rules that I think are justified. So like if if you have yeah. a if there's a, if a rule right really stupid and shouldn't exist, then I'll rebel against it in a second. Like taxes. Yeah, okay. I haven't big right. taxes. I'm like Michael. 
Inside joke. Oh, Shouldn't gosh. have said it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but if the rules I think are worth following, I will follow them to a T. And when people actively like challenge the rules just because they enjoy doing that, nothing like makes me tense up more than that. It just I don't know why. It just it makes me nervous, anxious, all all the synonyms. I like can't. what kind of rule? Like like I now understand our friendship. You hate me because I'm not mm. a rule follower. Yeah, I was talking about Austin. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I Good. Was, I'm so glad you're on board. Somebody goes the wrong way through IKEA. You're like, you can't do that. No. no. Well, well, currently, like, I I get that like people get annoyed with the arrow stuff in some of the grocery stores right now because of the current pandemic that we were just talking about. But you're in their store, and it's their arrows. I will. When Chase and I went into Whole Foods, we were masked up and all of that. He did follow the arrows, and I. It wasn't that I was. Strategically, you don't notice them. I just didn't notice. Them. I, I I get not noticing them, but like people that say on Facebook, I'm not going to Whole Foods because they're telling me which way to walk down the aisle. I'm like, <laughs> do you walk backwards through the checkout lane or do you follow the rules? You're just doing it to be a turd. Uh, anyway, so is this, this something is we so should passionate. watch out for you? Because like, if you came and took, if you came and stole all of, if you took my coffee grinder in the morning and ruined my day, oh, I would be pissed. So do I need to be looking out for ways it, not it, it, to? It's, <laughs> it's a scaling thing. Like, it depends on how much I really appreciate the rule. Yeah, okay. If it's if it's like a four, then I'm just going to be like, uh, Austin's just being Austin. But <laughs> sometimes there's tens. I don't know. Anyway. I don't feel like I have something to top that. My anxiety is not there. Oh, I wasn't trying to compete. It's <laughs> that just is like, incredibly accurate, though. Yeah, yeah. it is. Being honest, what number would he yeah. be? I'm a three. Uh, okay. He's uh, obviously. I'm learning. You should go back and check out our series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like when y'all talk about numbers. Half series the time, called I don't you. Know, I'll just be like, y'all are like, what Starring number? Greshma, Diffy, my aunt. <laughs> what number did you get, Austin? Oh, and I'm yeah, like eight. And I don't know. And y'all are like, ugh, ugh, gosh, eight. Yeah. Okay, Ben Reshma. Oh God. I I do have one. is It is very small, but it's caused some problems in my family. I like that you threw it to Reshma and Ben just said he really well, did. She, she There's said, my oh, anxiety. You <laughs> said, "Oh gosh, I'm <laughs> I'm covering for you." <laughs> Thank you. Um, I know what you're doing. I just you wanted to say it. it. So mine is drinking after people. I don't drinking, like drinking if someone what? starts with scotch. You don't want to like. <laughs> yeah, like well, there's been people drinking in this establishment before me. How am I going to no, catch up? I mean, I'm a like, pastor. I mean. <laughs> I'm a pastor. We don't do that. Uh, no drinking, like even like even family members. I just can't. I'm, I, what about your wife? N- mm-mm, I do not drink after people. Y'all, I just, y'all have children. Wait, and, yeah. See that that is. So you don't. So you just don't drink after people. What I are you afraid of? Uh, I I don't. I just don't like. If there's something that you have that isn't making you sick. It will make me sick. Okay, so because we have similar stories, is that left over from Correct. the... Yeah, yeah. I kind of get that. It falls into the same, like, when I go get gas, I'm like, oh my gosh. 105 people have touched this this pump here at this gas station. What yeah. sort of epizootus do they have that I'm going to get after <laughs> pumping this gas? <laughs> that I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so, to be fair, doctors tell you that after all that. They're like, hey... You know, yeah, you, you should care like to, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah, you lick need to be the careful. handle on the. <laughs> yeah. on the cat. I know you've to, been licking handles a lot lately. You should really quit. <laughs> also, to be fair though, that was 1997. I mean, I'm kind of in the clear, you know. So, and I'm pretty sure that I've had COVID 19 already. But that's another podcast. Yeah, I'm convinced oh you had. Yeah. So well, we shouldn't yeah. tell people before Sunday. Though. I'm just thinking about things that like someone would like. Man, you got to taste this. And I'm like. Mm. 
and they they look at me very strange. Like, why would you be worried? That's why about you that? wouldn't share my drumstick with me the other day. Yeah, I'm like, mm, mm. we don't like ice cream drumstick. Yeah. I also would never do that. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's just, just because you wouldn't share. <laughs> I would never immediately jump to ice cream. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> All right, uh, Rushman, did you figure one I'm out? I'm really sad that this is ending on me because it's going to be very underwhelming. No one's going to. No, no. Um, I should have just followed up with you because I hate when my routine gets out of whack and I have to go to the gym at a certain time during the day. And if yeah. I don't go to the gym, nobody wants to be around me. Mm. And it's not because of the gym. It's because my routine has It is similar. Rushman and I typically leave simultaneously. We're not going to say what time because. Yeah. Like 8 o'clock at night. I yeah. think we, we pick with you on the gym aspect of because I think, but it's just because like that's the biggest part. Of your routine, not not it not importance wise. It's just like yeah, that's mornings the mornings thing. go however they go. Like yeah. my days yeah. fluctuate, but, but if I'm not leaving to... at that time, mm-hmm. you don't want to talk to me. You I guys don't want to talk to you. Both are very specific with your stare exit. Like you're not making eye contact with anybody. <laughs> we actually I'm just gone. talked about that yesterday. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday. Are you serious? She said, yes. we, we, she came to my office and was like, "Okay, we have to pass Ben's office <laughs> right now." And his office is made of windows, and so it's like, <laughs> so he gives you the dad glare of, "Is it time for you to leave?" Oh and I'm like, my gosh! Ah. Actually, I'm thinking, wait, I'm supposed to be going to the gym too. Is that what time is it? What day is it? <laughs> Where am I? Where I need to get I? my life in order. Yeah. Like yeah. those guys. All right. Y'all ready for another question? Solid question. Congratulations, whoever asked that. That was, that was good. I, yeah. We we got, this we is our last one. Outs. We don't do shout outs. Okay. Oh, last question. Last one. Unless it's a really you gotta fast pick one. a good one. Hmm. Give us a five minute total okay. answer time. We will we'll do this then. What is one scene from a movie or a show that has stuck with you? <laughs> one scene. One scene. You know what? I'll go. Okay. okay. Because we've been watching movies as a girls group collectively. The Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> oh, my God. If, <laughs> I have to hear about, if I have to hear about the live action Lady Whatever. and the Tramp. It's going to be my time. recommend. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> but we have been watching chick flicks, and I'm a sucker for chick flicks. And there's this movie called <laughs> About Time, and the movie is so What's it about? Wait, is it about time? It's or about, about time. time. Yeah. About and it's time? all about, about them finally finding each other. You know, the typical like lifetime type movie. At the end of the movie, like you think everything's good and normal. She literally gets hit by a bus. Uh, and I spoilers? can't get that out oh of my gosh, No, so everybody, you this. don't want to watch it. Never. No, you want to watch it because they fall in love, have a family. And she and don't she recommend this right now. She, it's not a recommend. I'm saying don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> she literally rides her bike into I the street and you're like, surely it. she's not about to get hit by a bus. But of course, there it goes. So she anyway. like them, is it like the yeah, meat she's Joe gone. Black? Like, oh, wow. Wham. No, yes. you see her. It's a it's terrible splat? time. Yes. Anyways, don't watch it. Is this House of Cards? Sissy? It's raising my anxiety. De Niro in a... Oh, never mind. I know mine. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. No, that's not what I want. Okay, there, <laughs> there are two that came to mind. One because it's recent, and it's spoiler alert. Skip ahead six seconds spoiler or whatever. Spoiler alert. Um, whenever Joker. Uh, oh my! You in, can't. That's too soon. That does not pass the rules. It stuck with me. You don't know the rules I'll, a minute I'll ago. I'll go on. How about this? Lonesome Dove. When Gus, or not Gus. Uh, Danny Glover dies that whole scene. Mm. Every time I see Danny Glover, I think of that scene. I just, I can't get it. Are we supposed to answer like why it stuck with us or is it just chilling? I think because my dad is the kind of guy that showed me Lonesome Dove when I was five (laughs) and I saw Danny Glover just get shivved or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's real. It wasn't the snakes, it was Danny Glover. Right, yeah. Okay. What what was it? Deets? Yes. Yeah, Deets. Uh, that's, That's really what came to mind for me, except for the De Niro one that I can't say. <laughs> so it isn't like 
inspirational, meaningful just, moments. Oh, if it was, then I'm screwed. I think mine is just, it comes to mind often. Yeah. You think about it. Okay. Okay. Hmm. The first one I thought of is kind of along those lines. Where, have you guys seen Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. The bathroom scene in Full Metal Jacket? Negative. Wow. Yeah. That's eerie. Yeah. Really, really eerie. And then you have the standard, like, um, uh, oh, my gosh, you know, all the war movies where something happens. It's just like, oh, I can't believe I'm watching this. Um, oh, I feel that way at the end of Forrest Gump. Whenever Jenny comes back, I'm like, run every time. I'm like, go, Forrest, run. <laughs> Start running Get again. Get away from her. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy that gives Forrest Gump advice. That's so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chase? I have two, uh, for, di- for very different reasons. Um, the first one, uh, speaking of war movies, is Saving Private Ryan, when the dude uh, gets stabbed by the German soldier and the guy just watches because mm-hmm. he's a wimp. You know what I'm talking about? Oppenheimer or whatever his name whatever is. Whatever his name. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? I know there is not a scene in a movie since or before that pisses me off more than that scene, which means it does exactly what it's supposed to do. But just because he was, God, it makes yeah. me he so was passive. Mad. Yeah, makes passive. me so mad. Yeah, uh, and it's make believe. Uh, anyway, and then cinema. I know it's incredible <laughs> art. Uh, the second one, and it's just because it's so awesome, it, and I don't know why this of all scenes stuck with me, but it's from the movie Troy, when. Oh, that's um, a good movie. And early on, where they the two uh, armies are battling, and they decide to send their best warriors forward, and one's Achilles, and the other one's that dude with the spears and stuff. When Achilles just jumps up after dodging like three spears and just stabs a dude in the side of the neck, like through the shoulder and stuff. It's slow mo, right? It, yes, mean, yeah. it is the coolest sword moment in any yeah, movie ever. That's the that's the moment so that makes bad, you eh? get up and like you like rear neck and choke your brother you're like i can do that too <laughs> you know yeah just incredible yeah that's pretty good anyways i okay. have one more that i forgot okay in your, in your explanation wait do we all get another because you all you have recommended too yeah well yeah. all of ours are war movies <laughs> i love war movies but i guess they didn't stick with me as much as they did well with this one is uh when robert the bruce when william wallace actually figures out that robert the bruce has uh-huh. betrayed him and you this guy has been this warrior and he's starting this revolution and all that and uh, pardon me for bringing up Mel Gibson. I know that's probably a bad thing, but that Mel Gibson had not done all the horrible things that Mel Gibson has done since then. But um, maybe, yeah, so maybe you, you that like we knew about. Uh, but anyway, the character <laughs> William Wallace like is so stunned that he like starts backpedaling and falls down and just sits there defeated. Is it's a really powerful scene. It's very dramatic. Mm. Yeah, very very dramatic. Oh, let's can I, I want to throw another question just because I'm the producer. Oh wow! Oh. Hey right. Chase, not will following you ask the us rules. Anything? I'll ask us anything. <laughs> Are do you think? And this is this is spicy, so I can cut it if we need to. Uh, do you is it okay to still enjoy the Mel Gibson movie or still think oh, Thriller buddy. Thriller's a great album, stuff like that? Are you comfortable with We've it? We had this debate in person. Okay, how did it go? I. You want to go or should I? You go ahead. I personally believe that you should be able to separate the artist from the art. So like... Even if they're making money off of it? Even if they're making money off of it. I I really do. Like, I think it... I think if you went all the way back to... uh, This is going to sound really... I can't say that. Um, 
if you went all the way back to Van Gogh or any of the like uh, oh all kinds of trash like, like, yeah uh Leonardo like, Leonardo da Vinci like you're not going to agree with all of them morally but had da Vinci not designed all this art uh, he was an engineer like mm-hmm. we would be severely behind as a society so I think that as a principle you have to be able to do that same thing with my Michael Jackson same thing you, you know like I don't mm-hmm. I don't get the people that are like well they're canceled and they're dead to me and now they're <laughs> done. I'm like no he's really dead like you can you can support that music and not I don't know support him that's but a I'll, good take I, I think the other side of it though is does it diminish your enjoyment you know, like Michael Jackson's history album was awesome. And being able to listen to all those songs and stuff, like, man, this guy just had something going on that was genius level. But then you're like, but it was also very broken. I think it's a personality thing. Because you, like, when you're listening to music, I think you're the kind of person that'll start thinking, like, man, uh, what they were doing back in the 80s, all the person, the artist, da-da-da, like, for Vance, all this sadness that he's singing about you know this guy uh, and i'm just over here like man that was that was a good feel well, great great that song was, that yeah. kind of brings up like the question and this is for you like why do we feel like we have to agree with somebody completely morally to agree with them or enjoy something that they produced i, th- I think it's a product of the rel- religious right actually and conservatism it's like if I agree with one thing, it means I agree with everything. Yeah. And I can't be accused of agreeing with everything. Really? Because I think the person, well, may, I guess maybe they started it. I think the person that's taking that flag and run with it, though, is the far left. I think both. I think it's I think it's very, very dangerous for you to say this may, guy. It may have happened in different ways, yeah, because that's, that's a good point. It happens all the time, though, on either side. It's like, yeah. this guy tweeted something in 2013, and it's like, okay, yeah, that was stupid, but. Yeah, he wrote a good book. Like, you know, like, yeah. I, he can still have good ideas and yeah. not agree with everything. I think mm. the the fact that we like to polarize things in society has set us up for this and that it's to the other side's advantage to be able to deconstruct someone based on their worst moments. Mm. And so, you know, but you get into a different thing when you you start talking about, let's take Michael Jackson for an example. I mean, everybody knew, I mean, look at his face. Everybody knew (laughs) something's wrong here. Okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, let's just call it for what it is. RIP. Right. Uh, But then when it gets to like, okay, well that's, you're a super strange dude. And maybe I'll give you a pass because your childhood was completely hijacked. But when your brokenness starts damaging other people, yeah, okay, but at what level? Say say I look at, um, I mean, half the artists that I enjoy and love, you know, they're abusing alcohol or they're abusing drugs, and I'm sure that's play- paying a toll on their family. Like, at what point can you say that? Like, what's the line? Yeah, what's the yeah. line? And are we the ones that draw the line on that? I don't like... I feel so out of this because I've literally never even thought about any of this. Yeah. Well, I think that's a... I think that's part of it. Yeah, like, fresh yeah. perspective. Yeah. So it just never, it never crosses your mind. No, I mean, yeah, you read about it and you're like, oh man, that sucks. But then I go back to what you just said. I'm like, what did they go through in their childhood to lead them to this? Mm. They never got healing from it. I wonder if somebody else can get healing because they know that they went through it. So you view it from a place of compassion. Yeah. Oddly enough, That yes. would be typical. <laughs> that would be typical. Yeah. I, it was crazy. I was just thinking about this because, by the way, I'm 40. Let me just put that out there. Whoa. Wow. Uh, I was I was never in a fraternity, but I did listen to a lot of Dave Matthews. And uh, <laughs> I still lis- listen to a lot of Dave Matthews. So here's some of his lyrics. If God doesn't like me, he can send me to hell. Yeah. Uh, heaven or hell, I'm going there with the Grugrux King, which is, yeah. you know, the saxophone player. So 
you know, and obviously he smokes a lot of weed, a lot of weed, you know, but you're right. You're listening to his music like, bam, he can make some great music, you know? So I think it's just, it, it depends on our comfort level, which people have been frustrated for me for being a leader in the church and having this position. Um, and it's why we're kind of careful on this podcast, right? Because our comfort level isn't the same as everyone listening. So we want to be respectful, but we also don't want to be disingenuous, like pretending like we don't watch things with yeah. people who had drug habits or whatever. So I think the intake is like, if it bothers you to do so, then I'm not going to bash you for doing it. But that also means that you don't get to crap on my life because I'm still able to listen to bad. Right. Yeah, 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 and and it isn't like or a, watch the, that at Ben. I bring yeah, <laughs> I bring up the conservatives because the conservative at this point in the conversation would say you have a sliding ethic, so you have no ethic. But I think that's a that's a well, false dichotomy. See, and I error that way. Like you guys know me well enough to say like Austin says this is right or wrong one way or the other. I don't I don't like the nuance of a lot of that. But I don't think that that can necessarily apply to people. And that goes as far as our relationships, too, to take it way, zoom it way in. is like, does this man do something that I don't agree with? Yeah, but he's a person and he's working and that's why we're in relationship, you know? So I, I think that there has to be a little bit of that, right? Absolutely. So to say this very clearly, the way that you fall on this debate is going to be a very clear indicator on how you treat other people. Mm-hmm. And that's been my problem in the in the cultures that I've grown up in. We've we've demonized a lot of people for this segment of their life, and we've really devalued the things that they're giving to the world as a gift, the places where they have hooked into the way that God made them. Yeah. And I see those very same people boycotting, having signs, throwing people out of culture. That's the part that I'm really trying to push away from. But I do confuse even my closest friends because I, I hit up against something. I'm like, whoa. You guys are like wait, you have a problem with that? What what's going on? So it's yeah. very hard to distance yourself from the way that you were brought up. I get that, but I think if if you look at the way you're like, well, I can't listen to that person because you know they use profanity in this one track on this one album, then you're probably not engaging with people who who really need compassion. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, I don't know. It's a it's a very fascinating question. I don't think it's spicy at all. I think it probably gets to the the heart of who we are as a church, which is awesome, and as a group of people. Great question, Chase. Fantastic question. Thanks, Chase. Good job, producer. Next segment, Chase. Recommends, recommends. Hello. That was that was a, a conversation. <laughs> that took a left turn. But just now going. let's have fun. With some, thank you, Janice. Thank you, Janice. Thanks, Janice. Hey, Janice. Okay. Hey, hello, Janice. Hey, Janice. <laughs> okay. Hello, Janice. All right, uh, I'm going to say Austin go first. Yeah, let's try something new. I don't... <laughs> what a great time. I don't like, I, I don't know why this started, but I'll do it. Because um, you complained about it. Yeah, yeah. So we have want, need, wear, read. To all of your disappointment, I won't have a read this week. Um, oh no! Yeah, no. I'm still reading Laws of Human Nature because it's 900 pages long. But Robert Greene's a genius. Just know that. Um, want and this, I'm kind of going into an old uh, like, what am I keeping uh, in my pocket? The things that I think about. Back every pocket. Day. Back pocket. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not doing that. Um, I think you need a good coffee grinder. I think you want a good coffee Define grinder. Define that. Oh, my goodness. It needs to be a burr grinder. What does that oh, mean? I've been on the fence about this. What does it mean, Austin? Really? Yes. 
explain what it means. Like the what mechanics, is a burr grinder? The mechanics of it essentially. Oh, so serious. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, the beans fall in on the burrs on the grinder, and it takes it that way instead of just like crushing it. And so like, they don't bounce around all over the place no, and get half grinded. No, it doesn't. Gives you it's, an even grind. Yes. Yeah. That you can very specifically set for exactly. your Exactly. And so you need a good grinder that you can set the the grind level to. And for different things, you're going to want different sizes. It's going to need to be more coarse or fine. Espresso finer. Uh, French press bigger. Yeah, this is something that Chase and I take very seriously, but it's an important part of my life, and I think it's worth the money to have a good coffee grinder. Not even that much money. You can spend a hundred dollars if you want to, but there's also good ones for sixty dollars. That's Krups. true. It's very Amazon. That's the there's brand. a burr grinder for sixty bucks. Links in the bio. Mm-hmm. I thought like, these like two hundred fifty dollars. No, no, I would never no, pay no, that. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. That one well, over there is. Is that why you treat us like you do? Because you think we paid that much for a grinder? No, uh, I just thought it was like you know what we so, make, Ben. If you're gonna get. <laughs> 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 These guys are really committed to their <laughs> grind method. It's a real thing. So get I, you- even, I even cut their pay so they'd stop doing it so much. <laughs> Sick of hearing about their fancy grinders. Let's also Quit be having a life. Let's settle this debate right now. This isn't something just because you're millennial that you care about the having a burr grinder and all that. The people that started the movement weren't millennials. We yeah, just appreciated it. There's a specific way to brew coffee, you know? Well, so you, it's just like it's just like if you were going to a, a grill a steak or put exactly. it in the cast iron or whatever. Wine. Yeah. People can... No, that's what I'm saying is like you find the way that you like to do it and that's the way that you do it. And I like to use the burr grinder and I like to use my scale and that that's what you do, you right. know? So right. I just think it's comical that the whole segment of our society that would literally spend five days over a green egg and buy a fan that connects to their phone. And oh, they're yeah. like, oh, those guys and their coffee yeah. bunch I of I want idiots. my black silk folders. <laughs> yeah, so you I'm, just like, on some toes. I'm like, what is <laughs> Well, I'm, I mean, I have a green egg, but I'm like, you can't relate it to the last conversation yeah. we had. Just because it's coffee for them and it's like Boston butt for you, it's the same thing. Just a reminder that our segments don't blend. Yeah, that's what they called me in high school was Boston butt. <laughs> anyway, uh, need. I don't have a need. Uh, where? Here. 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 We're right here. I think you need a pair of Vans. I wear Vans almost every day. I disagree. And, uh, Retweet. I, no, really. I wear them almost every day. <laughs> I, I, even, I even wear them to the gym sometimes because they're flat That's for, for leg day. Um, so, yeah, I think you need a good pair of Vans, preferably black. Uh, slip say, on, tie. You have a what? red pair, which is a, pretty bold. I have a red pair. I like the red pair. No, I like the, uh, what do they call them? The, uh, Canvas. They're canvas, but they they tie, so they go tight on your feet in case I want to wear them to the gym. Um, yeah, I like those. And I think that's all I have. Reshma, guest goes second. So if you're not a guest, recurring character goes second. Recurring second. character. Second. So I'm, I'm still a special guest. Thank you very much, yep. Chase, for introducing me to <laughs> She book. did like the little seated curtsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, curtsy? I think I'm the struggling. It's the last this. supper bow. Yeah. I will mm. say I'm struggling because I can't remember what I've recommended, and I'm so like basic with we'll everything you know. I like. We'll you recommended you know. a Neither chick flick and like I'm, some weird like, no, I have it. it's not supposed to be this weird <gasps> book. <gasps> Don't hate on Lisa. We love you, Lisa. Do you ever going to listen Friends? to Friends? Anyways. Um, Shut up. Okay. What you want, I think this is a want. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chase. I know you will. I will. Um, is a Ninja Foodie. Oh. I haven't recommended this yet, but I use it. Oh, the oh day. yeah, it's no, the, it's a want. It's the compact air fryer. You can, you can say need if you want. Instapot. Okay. You think it, it, is it like? Do, is it almost essential to what how you oh, cook essential. now? This is exactly like I don't use anything. That's else. a good need. One. I may need. use my oven. That's um, a good one. Rare, I rarely. may use. Rest has been known to eat raw meat. So. Okay, <laughs> we're not gonna- blue raw meat. <laughs> Whatever you just eat what you have, guys. I'm just not picky. Um, no, canned whatever. green beans. Yes, I love canned green Unheated. beans. Unheated. 
Oh so my gosh. Ninja, what? I just foodie. got a foodie. And they are on sale right now at Sam's Club. If you have a Sam's Club membership, there you go. Ninja, sponsor me. Um, Wait, which one? The streamer? Yes. <laughs> hey, he makes like I'm 30 so mil a year. He so does. He okay, and then a read. I just recently picked back up C.S. Lewis's Screw Tape Letters. It's mm. made, it may have been recommended before, but I read it, it has not and been. it gives me chills every time, it, especially during this time. I don't know if you've like applied some of the stuff that was written If there's in, one but, book that's been written in as much as mastery in my life, it's probably Screw Tape Letters. Yeah, so if you haven't read it, definitely read it, but don't read it at night with the lights off because it'll creep you out because it's definitely... A demon writing. Speaking but of flawed it is people, cool. um, trying to think what else. We'll wait. Want, need, wear, read. You have a wear, wear read. You called me out. You always have a wear. I did a read. A wear. A wear is the same thing for me. Like I literally wear Vans, Birkenstocks, Birkenstocks, leggings. Or we're coming out with some new colors. I've, I've seen. I have seen that. Have you got your new pair? No, I haven't. Okay. But uh, what, what's that store you shop at all the time? Dirt cheap. DC. Goodwill. If we were going to get a sponsor, that would be it. That would be it. Well, I don't know why I haven't been already. Like, y'all know that that's really anyways, dirt cheap for sure. All right. Is it my turn? Sure. Okay. Um, where I'm going to start with the where. No, no, Wait, like you're you skipping get, one. You did need? this last week too. <laughs> okay. Where, let me start. Where, let me start with the, uh, the want, the want you, you want to have a, uh, tailor or seamstress in your town. Oh, Yep. We were talking about this. So we're you're telling people the they day. need to move if they don't? No, there's or one. They're, they're everywhere. But as modern people, we're not used mm. to clothes fitting correctly. Mm. But you can, you can buy relatively cheap clothing, spend five, six bucks, and have it tailored to your body type. And I think people should do it. Did you do what do you mean, my body type? I feel like there are too many people coding and not enough people tailoring. It's true. That's a bad thing. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm, I, do you I just, get your clothes tailored? Absolutely. Of course. Who, who else? Of, of course he does. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay, please proceed. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's keeping an industry alive. I love it. I Have love you seen it. his calf to ankle ratio? It you got to get it. it I watched ex- him try to move stout. down his hemming. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is a thing in our community. They're like, oh, look at his pants. They're hey, riding ben, up on him. Ben's got the double roll I'm genuinely today. impressed. Like, I didn't realize you still did that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, as far as where I'm going to recommend that people purchase um, a tailor, live <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> in your closet. Just purchase one. Um, Sorry. No, yeah, that was probably in poor taste. Um, I'm going to recommend people wearing the uh, the Wolverine Thousand Mile Boot. You do it, love those. It is an incredibly comfortable leather boot. Are these I'll, rivaling? Re- Yes, don't, don't, they do don't. because of comfort level. I mean, one is more classic than the other, but if you're going all day in a pair of boots, and I'm sorry, Chris Grote, uh, the Wolverine Thousand Mile is leagues more comfortable. Than the, the Red Wing. Yes, the problem is they have a leather sole, so they're not quite as durable, but you can fix that if you have a local cobbler, which I think you should probably get one of those as well. There are people who are, who are fixing shoes instead of just going out and buying new shoes. So I think you should have one of those. As far as reading is concerned, um, I've basically quit reading. I just can't do it anymore. So preach. Did you quit reading Mastery? Uh, for the past week and something, yes. You know I how just, funny it is that Mastery was the one that did it? Man, that's great. <laughs> does he count? He's a cobbler. It just, took, it just took me over the top. Man, so, that's awesome. I'm just trying to admit I'm not, really, I'm not reading much these days. I'm just trying to keep up with life. So I appreciate that honesty. Yeah. 
So those those are my recommends. You're welcome. Redeem it, Chase. All right. What you want? I can't remember if I recommended this before. I wish everybody could see you channel the inner thoughts. Nobody owns so this segment eyes. like he Chase. He thinks so hard about it. <laughs> yep. Uh, this because I don't think about it beforehand. That's the problem. Uh, what you want is a cast iron wok. Have I recommended Ooh. this on this podcast? I don't um, think I have. I don't no. know that I'm strong enough to actually use it. Aren't woks huge? I mean, they're not. Is it heavier than a cast iron skillet? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's commitment. Do you, it is handy, though. I can lift it. Rachel can. My wife can lift it. I, I mean, I don't my disagree. Wife. I'm just my saying that's, that's serious. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you need to get a cast iron wok uh, because it is uh, not necessary, I don't think. That's why it's in the want. But it is uh, very handy to cook in. Uh, you can do do large quantity stuff uh, and cook everything equally because the way the shape of it takes the heat up the surface, if that makes sense, instead of having to get a bigger skillet that takes oh, yeah, up more space wide. Humans have been cooking this way for hundreds of years. Yeah. Hundreds is. of years? <clears throat> yes, at least. <laughs> I did I mean, not catch that. Thank you. <laughs> that was probably good. predates Taylor's, but let's continue. <laughs> Cobblers. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, to go along with Austin's recommend, uh, since he qualified it as a want, all right, I'm going to add on a need once you buy your burr grinder. Uh, it's, a, it's a dual thing. You're going to need to buy, uh, Kroger has it. They have a camp uh, campfire, campsite, fireside, uh, pour over uh, in their homeware section. All right, it's five bucks. It is a great stepping stone into if you're wanting to shun your other friends and start taking your coffee a little more seriously. Good on you. Start with the Kroger pour over. Alongside that, the best, the best gooseneck uh, electric kettle that you can get for this price range is the. Matt Black one at uh, Target. I think, did we turn you on to that? Did you see that at our house? No. I have one. Rachel was, found it It was from me. Amazon. Really? Yeah. I think it's the same thing. That's yeah. the one that we, uh, yeah, because I'm not about to buy the fellow. But yeah, it's a very clear knockoff of what you just said, the fellow, which is like too much money. Uh, so if you're not ready to hop on into that, I'll say it. That's yeah, too much money. It is. For a thing that heats water. Uh, as I recommend a walk. Uh, anyway, you're gonna want to get your electric kettle. Uh, get the one from Target, Mac Black, Matt, Mac Black, Mac, Mac Black, eighteen nineteen nine. That sounds like no. a jazz artist. Who are you? I'm Mac, Mac Black. Black. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. And then that, that's it. That's it. That's all that's I'll it. give. Yeah. That's all the recommends. Uh, I feel like I've recommended Chacos already. I think I already did that. Mm, maybe. Maybe. If you don't have chacos, chick chacos. Also on a pair. Chick chacos. Mm. Chick chacos. Chick chicklets. Can I ask a question about these recommends? Yes. Sure. If you um, get closer to your mic. I'm stepping out of the line in this. I'm sorry I'm not following the rules. I was Thanks. the last person. It's fine. Okay. Benjamin Derrick. Yes. Oh. Have you worn Doc Martin boots? In my life or like in the past week? In comparison to these other two boots that you've talked about. Uh, it was a long time ago, so they were like... I think people have forgotten how very, great Doc Martens are. Yeah. I they, have sandals and boots, and they're the best thing. So I'm going to do that as a wear since I didn't have one. There you go. Yeah. But I, actually, I kind of hate that. I think they're different for, for guys than girls. I had a pair in college. They're unisex. That says it all. 
That says it all. Oh, so man. put on some Doc Martens, some also CK1, and you're ready for a Friday night. Well, I prefer the sandals for the girls. So anyways, hmm. they are unisex, though. Okay, please stop this. <laughs> Madness. This is our last one.